This is the Go Radio Football Show. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call 0808 1717 700. Let's go. Good evening. Thanks for tuning in. This is Paul Cooney with the Celtic and Rangers legends with us. John Hartson in the green corner. Craig Moore in the blue corner seconds out here we go and I'm afraid it's uh, bad news for Rangers Abdallah Sima one of the successes of the summer signings during the Michael Beale reign he's injured on international duty as you probably know with Senegal at the AFCON but he's out for what could be a lengthy period there'll be more from the manager Philippe Clement soon this is what he said this afternoon about Abdallah Sima I expect to have more news today latest tomorrow for my medical staff and I always listen to them and not to, towards other people so uh, ask me this question after the game and then I will, will give an assessment about that I will have the information Yeah, let's say 99% sure so if I have the information clearly I will give it also it will be long term that's why I want to I want to have also the right information Craig your reaction what, what have you learned of this injury? Well, it's going to be long-term. You keep hearing long-term, long-term. I understand what Clement's saying there, that there'll be more after he spoke with his medical team. But long-term is, you're talking three months plus. Uh, so it's obviously a, a, a very, very bad tear, potentially a rupture, may need surgery. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a devastating blow for the player, first and foremost, but also to Rangers, I believe, in their in their title hopes, Paul, because Seema... Uh, who probably got off to a little bit of a slow start, but he was he, he was really Rangers' go-to man. Um, you know, probably playing slightly out of position, likes to maybe play through the middle, but out in those wider areas, scored a lot of goals for the club and done extremely well. So it's a big, big dent to the squad for, for Rangers' second half of the season. And John, as you know, as a striker, the Rangers fans got to really like him. He was banging them in for mm. Rangers. Well, I think I think he's been Rangers' best player. And it, as Craig said, it's a devastating blow for the player, um, for Senegal as well. He's been sent home um, from the tournament, you know. Um, and as I said, he's one of those um, players that can take players on. He, he cut inside and score goals he's always on the back post when the ball is coming in from the opposite area he's got something about him a little bit of pace aggression and I think he's done very very well so it's a big big loss to Rangers going forward uh, in the title race and of course um, you know for himself as well because he's been having a good season he sure has Celtic wise well they're saying that uh, it would cost at least 20 million in the summer if you want Matt O'Reilly Celtic won't be looking and considering any offers for the player who's arguably been the best player of the season so far yeah he's he's, he's, he's been a good player now for, yeah. for the last sort of 13-14 months really he's an outstanding player Paul, I've come on this show before and spoken about what players are worth and what they'll go for. I'm never anywhere near it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even gonna That's I'm not gonna say what he's worth because yeah. players in Scotland, as you know, down south they try and nick players, don't they? They try and nick players for cheap and things like that. Uh, off the off off players who, who play in the Scottish Premiership. Um, you know, but all I can say is Celtic won't want to lose their best players. You know, they're going into possibly if they win the league again, which is which is the target, they'll have another Champions League campaign to go into and they want your best players, certainly when you take on those Champions League on the back of, you know, not doing very well in this one. Yep. 
business end of the transfer window, isn't it? It's been a really quiet one. We're going to speak to John Hartson and Craig Moore about it, about the signings or the lack of them mm-hmm. on both sides. Uh, Philip Clement was asked today, right, Seema isn't going to be back um, for a while, if indeed he does, because, of course, Brighton uh, own the player. He's yep. on loan at Rangers. Um, how would he feel then if that was the, the transfer business done? Would he be happy with that? Oh, that question again. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that question. So, you know, would he be happy if there were no more signings? No, because it's not what we, uh, that was not the idea of the club. So I'm confident that we will, we will do the things that we all are aligned on. So attacking midfielder we spoke about him last night on his way in from Denmark. I see that Storm Aisha, or is it Jocelyn now, <laughs> has delayed the arrival yesterday, Mohamed Diamandi, um, from Denmark. Yeah, yeah, look, and again, I kind of so had a little bit of a look today, Paul, going through, mm. uh, in particular, the recent matches. Uh, there hasn't been recent matches. I, I think he, he'd had a, uh, an illness, um, probably first of uh, early parts of December was his last match, and then he had a, a little bit of a break there due to, to the illness that I mentioned. But by all accounts, a very, very good player. Uh, you know, box to box type can handle the ball extremely well, but also um, in, in terms of penetration and getting that back fours, back fives, defenders. Um, he, he's um, a lot of positive things have been said from from the Danish media, which I've I've seen, um, and to suggest that Rangers, if they do go ahead with this deal and it does get over the line, that they've got themselves a very very good player in an area where I think that they probably do need some freshness. Malaria is what he had. Uh just a couple of a month ago or so that's why he hasn't played so we hope he's well he will be back the deal seems to have been done and he should be at Ibrox soon but still to be confirmed Philip Clement I can understand it John you're not going to confirm it until it's happened so um, at Rangers Silva has come in Diamande seems to be on his way uh, the manager wants someone else we'll talk Lauren Shankland in a minute what about Celtic uh, so Nicholas Kuhn came in last week as we know from Rapid Vienna but you'd expect more signings John wouldn't yeah, you yeah I'd expect yeah. more additions to come in uh um, eight days to go yep. in the window um, been a bit underwhelmed really up until now but I'm sure that um, they've got their you know they've got their eye on on, on one or two more certainly um, you know they've been, there's been two or three that's gone out of the door they've, they've sold Idiguchi and obviously Alex Montgomery but he was on loan anyway yeah, you Quan's know, gone to St Mirren on yeah, loan Quan's yeah. gone to St Mirren but, on loan but I don't think it's the it's the influx of, of players that Brendan said you know he went seven out listen that might well happen there's a lot can happen in eight days in football but I do think that the quality that, that Brendan Rodgers has talking about on many of occasions we know that Coons come in, Nicholas Kuhn, he's been educated at Ajax and Bayern Munich. Celtic have given him a platform now, you know, a long-term contract, he's 24. Yeah. So again, they're hoping that he performs for them. Um, and I do I do believe Celtic will have their eye on, on several more targets. Um, is it going to be Mayofsky or has that gone cold? Could it be Lauren Shankland? I seem to ask this every night. Well, there's, yeah. there's, there's lots of players, I, th- I think, agents and um, Celtic yeah. recruitment people that have been sending videos and they'll be working hard. And of course, at Celtic and Rangers, you, you've got to bring the right types in. You know, the right type who, who, who can take your team forward because Celtic have got seven or eight wingers now and yeah. uh, only two can play. 
if you like. So you don't want to be carrying too many players. And this is what the problem was. And Brendan spoke about this, um, that the players that are not playing will, will get an opportunity to go out and either 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 sort of offload them in terms of a price you can get for them. But I've mentioned it many times, Paul. It's a lot easier to bring players in than to let players go. Sure, especially the contracts that are available. Yes. What do you think, Craig, Lauren Shankland? He didn't play on Saturday. Yeah. I remember saying on Friday night, yeah. we said, well, it'll be interesting Lambels. to see. Yeah, well, um, um, of course. Yeah. The manager said he was sick in the morning, and but he isn't cup-tied. Mm-hmm. And it's crying out, lots of Rangers fans are on saying, is he signing? And now with the news of Abdallah Sima yeah. being out for quite some time, if you see him back at Ibrox, I know they're different types of players, but yeah. does this strengthen the, the hand for Lauren Shankland? Well, look, personally, I hope so, uh, because even before we were alerted to Seema's injury, um, I think last week, John, I was saying that I think for Rangers to have a real shot at, at, at potentially winning the title this year, they need to go and sign Shanklin. And and the reason being is, you know yourself, one, one striker, two strikers is not enough to, to go and win a title. You need to have guaranteed goal scorers within your team. And, and for me, that's how important that I'm not saying that Shanklin is the player that is going to help Rangers win the title. But I tell you what, he'll be a great addition to give them every opportunity. Um, now, I'm sure there's other clubs, Paul, that are also interested in the player. Um, and there's a lot that can happen. But for me, I would love to see Rangers go out and sign this player because I think it gives them the best chance of actually winning the title this season. And he's yeah, on- I agree with Craig. I think he would be an asset um, to any club. I think he's the boy is a goal scorer. You know, he's proved it over a number of years since I first yeah. sort of recognised him at Dundee United when Jackie McNamara was working with him. He's been away and he's come back and now he's with hearts banging in the goals uh, on a weekly basis. So, listen, he'd be a good signing for, for anybody. It's just a case of it, it, it might well go to like an auction, really. If you've got two or three clubs interested in you, then you can you can play around a little bit with your agent and who's going to pay the most, who's going to give them the best contract, what team will he fit into better, what plans the manager has for him as a particular player. What do you think, John, as a striker, would he fit in at Rangers? And then I'm going to ask you at Celtic, but primarily yeah. Rangers, who seem to be well, his favourite choice, if he could. He's a Rangers fan. Yeah, well, Rangers create a lot of opportunities, yeah. you know, with Causland and Seema, ex-Seema, yeah. um, and the likes of Cantwell going forward, that one or two other plays in and around him. Um, yeah, they create opportunities for, for, for their centre-forwards. Celtic are the same. There's balls coming into the box all the time. So I've always said, if you're the centre-forward, playing at Celtic or Rangers and you're not scoring 20 goals a season I don't feel you're doing your job right because you get so many opportunities with the best players you're playing with internationals that's what he'll find if he steps up and I think he'll he'll continue in that rich vein of scoring uh, whichever club gets him next whether he goes down south I think he's got many options Paul I just think sorry Paul I think he's one of those those strikers though I mean I I know we're speaking about Rangers and Celtic who outside that particular match against one another they they normally dominate against other opponents so you you do get a lot of space opportunities Uh, but he also strikes me as the player in that that, that game you know that, that not away from home it's not a nice match the, the, the surface is not great the wind's blowing lots of stuff there's one chance in the in the game he will score that's the type of striker that he is will he come well the manager was asked today about the striking options has he got someone in mind what's the latest this was the question to Philippe Clement this afternoon I'm not speaking about positions or, or what we want 
there are also strikers in the building. And uh, uh, Fabio showed already good things. Cyril, if you're going to look at the statistics that he has for the moment, he's in, he's in a good way also. So we will see uh, what targets we, we, we will take in the, in the transfer market and what the possibilities are. What are you thinking, Craig? I'm just, you know what, I was actually flashing back to, to yeah. squads that I was involved in and I always feel, like I said, three, four strikers required to, to go and win a, win a title, you know. And I was, they were Mikey Moles and, and Rodney Wallace when they were playing together, but then you had uh, Jonathan Johansson that could come in off the bench uh, and you also had Ronald De Boer who, who could play as a, a nine mm-hmm. if, if need be. I just feel as if you need to have continuous threat um, and, and goal scorers and Dessers... Um, He's he's come on to a game, yeah. you know. Yeah. He, he'll still miss chances where you think, you know what, he should be scoring that. But he's honest enough. Is is he prolific? I still think currently within the building, uh, and he has have his issues. Roof is a, is the most prolific goal scorer at the club. But but that's that's why you need to go. And get, that. That's why you need to yeah. go and get Shankland. Yeah. Well, what are you looking for? You want you want your centre forward to play every game. Yeah. You want them to be consistent. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, barring any injuries and you have to change them. You don't change your centre forwards unless they're injured. You know, or unless you've got a big European game yeah. and you play in a lesser side and you think, well, I'll give them a rest. Centre forwards are, are everywhere on the pitch play the most. Because if you're scoring and you're a, a predator and a consistent goal scorer, you don't want to come out of the team. You want to keep playing, Paul. I remember when I was playing, I didn't want to come out of the side. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Rangers were the same when De Boer was playing sure. and yeah. Molls was scoring and yeah. these guys. And, you know, you don't want to come out of the team. Sure. And it, I think with Rangers, they've been chopping and changing quite sure. a lot because yeah. they quite, haven't quite found their sure. their front three. Yeah, and but, Danilo, everyone hoped, you know, Rangers fans thought... Exactly, and Matunda, Matunda comes sure. in, yeah. Lawrence can play as that number 10 role. Yeah. But Whereas if you look at Celtic, Kyogo... Yeah. As being their the main place. man, yeah. and sure. the only problem with Kyogo is the worry for Saturday if he was if he was to get injured. Mm-hmm. Now I know he got hot, uh, oh, but people will question he's done okay. He's not Kyogo, but sure. yeah, but will yeah. he come in and he's not played a, no. long, a long time at this level, especially Good. in yeah. Europe? So that's the thing with centre forwards, you know, yeah. is you need somebody to come in. I think Lawrence could do that. Did you really call Rod Wallace Rodney? Did you call him Rodney? Did I, call, did I say Rodney? Oh, no, it's fine. It, that's his real name. Wait, I was wait, just, wait, I was just wait, wait, the way wait, you said Rodney. Rodney, if I said Rodney Wallace, yeah, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't remember. But I just remember, yeah. like I said, it was as you were talking, it was Rodney's in my head. <laughs> Del Boy? He seems a good player, wasn't he, though? <laughs> Rodney or Rod? Yeah, oh, Rodney he was, was a Rod top player. Yeah. Yeah. Leeds as well, wasn't he? That's right, yeah. Leeds, but he was... Just yeah. he, he used to always hit the target, and that's yeah. all you can ask for from a striker. Did he come? He, did, yeah. he played wide, okay. didn't he? Could he, he could cut in, or was he straight through the middle? Put him through the middle. Through yeah, the middle. Okay. We'll hear a fair bit from Philippe Clement. We had a lot from Brendan Rodgers last night. We'll play a bit mm. more of him after the win at the weekend against Bucky Thistle, and that was one for the Romantics, wasn't it? And look at them in those that weather. They're back up the road then, middle of the night, back to work yesterday. Some of them. I mean, the storm Aisha now, storm Jocelyn, which uh, everyone take care tonight. It's going to get worse again. The yeah. trains are going off. Off. at 7 this evening this is the winter in Scotland um, but take care but yeah it was a, a great story in the cup and we'll still refer to a few of the the uh, the romance of the cup Bunny Rig Rose for example oh. you were just showing me pictures of the ground there oh. not far from your house yeah. uh, John but yeah we'll talk a bit about the cup as well and also the next round at Rangers of Air United at Celtic I've got St Mirren so we'll talk about what is coming up very shortly some Celtic fans are also on on the socials at Go Football show and saying what's happening signings wise 
What is going to Is it going to be busy? I'd like to know. Days, I know. Give him the lot, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here is Philippe Clement. He was asked then, what about Diamondi, who we believe is on his way to Rangers? He's being cautious, but this one is going to happen. No, I don't speak about <laughs> any rumours because there's been, uh, yeah, how many? 50 names already the last couple of weeks. I can say we were not interested in all those players. Um, so if you start to talk about one rumor, you need to talk about the other rumor, and then I'm uh, I'm only busy with that and not uh, making trainings anymore or looking at players or talking with players or talk with my own players. So I'm doing a different job. So I never do that. That's the best way. Some conditions at the weekend, wasn't it? Dumbarton, um, the ground wasn't good uh, at all, but they did well against Rangers. No upsets uh, with the big two, not, Craig. Not, there wasn't really, yeah. Not not with the big two. Look, they they've business as yeah. you would kind of expect. Uh, you know what, Paul? We, we talk about Rangers and Celtic, but let's not forget the two teams. You know, Dumbarton and, and, yeah. and Bucky Thistle. What an opportunity it was for for these guys that may yeah. never ever get that opportunity to play uh, at that kind of level. Yeah. That's a great experience for him. They had a great day out. Unfortunately, yeah. what we all expect was the big two to come out comfortably. That's right. Yeah, it's, you know, it, we, and it's no more than we expected. Really, Rangers expected to uh, to beat Dumbarton yeah. and Celtic at home against Bucky. I think Celtic made it a really good day for them. Yeah. I think they invited the families in afterwards, and they put on a bit of a day for them, and they give them a shirt and um, and they welcomed all the families and, and the players in particular. They're in the dressing room afterwards, John. Yeah, absolutely, they? yeah. yeah. They're still and, there, some of them. Yeah, and I, don't, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't think they made yeah. their way back down the uh, uh, yeah. down up. I'm not sure up geographically the way. Yeah, up, up the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they may be in town and had a meal and all that sort of stuff yes. after. So they enjoyed their yeah. day out. Yeah. Sure was. Uh, Hearts a win for them. Airdrie, big win for them against St. Johnson. Against Premiership opposition was good for them. Air did the business. Falkirk lost their unbeaten run. They were the only team in the UK. 26 games unbeaten and they lost out just at the end to Bonnie Rigg. Hibs winning at Forfar. Um... Inverness, a big win for them. Killy, that was a big one. John, he's doing really well, isn't he? Derek McInnes. Top six, looking for top four, maybe. Yeah, and, and they've got a kind yeah. draw. No disrespect to Broader right. Rangers or, or, or sure. Cove Rangers. I think Kilmarnock at home will, will be rubbing their hands together in terms of, you know, that, that type of draw, you know, at Rugby Park. Um, and John, what did you think when he said yesterday, yep, yeah, they want to win the Cup. I liked the fact that he came out and said, he didn't go all game at a time. Killy, let's go for it. Let's try and win silverware. Well, of course, that's that's really, really positive. And you've got to make your players, you know, belief is a, is a big factor, Paul, in, in yeah. football. If you go into any game... You know, in in fear, um, or you respect the opposition too much. You've got no chance. You've got to go in, and you've got a bit of fire in your belly. You've got a little bit of arrogance, um, not not over the top, but you, you've almost got to not respect the opposition. Respect them as much as you as much as you want. Shake their hands, swap shirts after the game, but leading into the game, you've got to go in with that. We can win. You've got to have the belief that you can get a result. Otherwise, there's no point turning up. A Celtic Paolo Bernardo, my goodness, what a form he's on. He's, you know, first few months, you didn't see much of him. He scored again at the weekend. Any conversations about turning the loan into um, a permanent deal? No, uh, I just want, he, he and me, probably, I, I think we just want to, to keep the things going well and to, to improve a lot yet. So Benfica have his registration, John. You must be impressed by yeah. by the young player. 
Well, there's a good relationship there, isn't there, with, with Benfica. You look at what Jota did and then uh, I don't know whether it was set in stone and the fee was already done when Jota arrived at the mm-hmm. club. Um, but again, Bernardo, he's come on to a game, hasn't he? did really well against Rangers and he's getting a run now with, in, with Hetati's absence. It'll be interesting to see when Hetati comes back and McGregor plays... Um, O'Reilly plays, you know that that's 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 a, a gimme that one. It's yeah. just because Hatati's a fabulous player, but again, Bernardo, he's almost got the shirt at the minute to say, well, take it off me, uh, you know, at your peril. In the performances that he's showing, uh, and he took a little bit of time to get going, mm-hmm. hasn't he? You know yeah. that regular slot, but no, he, he's looking uh, he's looking very good at the minute. And look, at and he's. He's a decent sized boy. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he, uh, it did take him a little bit of time, maybe, to adapt yeah. uh, and to get the opportunity. Once he has, uh, he's he's grown with confidence. Um, so you look at Paul. Yeah, potential loan situation is the situation is he's doing very very well. So that eventually is going to play into Celtic's hands and potentially uh, a, a buy option. Uh, or the, for Benfica the value goes up on the player anyway course, by him doing yeah. well at Celtic Absolutely, and that's what yeah. they'll be delighted yeah. with we think it's around 5 or 6 million is the same ballpark as Jota came in on yeah. um, and Hatati in the summer we, may well go on we'll go back to Bernardo for a yeah, minute sure. and, and Brendan's been talking about quality and and if you're going to have quality you're going to have to pay 5 or 6 million yeah. you know at least you know that because you don't really get them at a million or no disrespect you, you get the odd one that breaks through but if you want to pay for quality that, that's the type of round figure Celtic are going to have to pay for Bernardo whoever found Matt O'Reilly at one and a half million deserves mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. a decent bonus I would say 0808 17 17 700 Craig Moore John Hartson, Paul Cooney, give us a call now, or that's the WhatsApp number as well, or come on the socials at Go Football Show. This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Let's go! This is Paul Cooney in the company of Craig Moore and John Hartson, two of the finest players of their era. Uh, doesn't seem that long ago since, John, we talked about your anniversary from the time you joined Celtic. And for you, Craig, as well, two spells at Rangers uh, and great success for both of you. Who's going to win the title this season? Because it's the biggest ever, 35 to 40 million automatically because you've got eight games, not six that there was up until now. Some Rangers fans seeing two points in it, but it's eight points if they win yep. the two games and the first of them tomorrow night. So we're going to talk about the match with Hibs. Craig, yep. what are you thinking? I'll tell you what, and now this is very, very honest, Paul, and yep. I'll get some flack probably either side. If Rangers go and sign Shankland, mm-hmm. Rangers can win the title. If they don't go and get another striker, then I think that they'll come up short. So why wouldn't Rangers do that? I don't know what it's going to cost. What, it's two, just my opinion. Two, two and a half million, even if it was three, to win the title, which brings with it 35 to 40 million. Is that not a no-brainer? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. But again, like I said, sometimes, you know, with, with, with change, there's been a lot of change off the field for Rangers as well. But again, there's a lot of people that have a really good education and understanding of what it takes to win a domestic title, right? Now that for me is is very important information uh, because, like I says, that is crucial. Knowing how to get over the line here in Scotland. Now, um, Shanklin for me would, would give Rangers the best opportunity to do so, in my opinion. And almost the same story for Celtic, isn't it, John? That that money is there to be won. Celtic's bank balance is more good. so, but more yeah, so for Celtic. Yeah, because they need it. They don't have cover for Kyogo. 
Well, yeah, the, this is when you strike when the iron's hot. Yeah. You know, this is when you want to add um, to the quality that you have. And it's not easy. It's not easy just going out yeah. there, fans saying we want players. It has to be the type. It has to be the right fit. Mm-hmm. has to be a certain player. Yeah, they are out there, but you've got to really, really do your due diligence before you actually go and, you know, take that. It's always a risk, mm-hmm. you know, on that player. Give them three, four, five-year contracts, pay them decent wages, you know, they don't assign the wrong players and it's, it's got to be somebody better mm-hmm. than what's at the club because what's the point of signing sure. people that are, are of equal, but, you know, because... Well, it's a hard so, one, isn't it, with Kyogo, yeah, yeah, for example? Of course. Yeah. How do you... How do you yeah. You're not... So if you're, if you're Celtic, John, and you're working at Celtic, for example, are you looking at this moment in time to bring somebody in... Uh, you need a striker. So you recognise yeah. you need you a striker. Need a, striker. A, a physical presence yeah, type yeah. of striker. Okay, but you're not, not looking to bring in somebody that's... Better than Kyogo. No, but you, what you want? What, what I mean by that is, if Kyogo comes out of the team, you need somebody to be consistent mm-hmm. and almost take over at a level where Kyogo's been exceptional and he's scored and scored and scored and scored. That's why he's got nearly seventy goals in his career already at Celtic. But you need somebody. Then you you can't have somebody coming in who. Is is there a million miles yeah. behind mm. Kyogo? You need quality, and and strikers cost the most money. Because they have been linked, uh, Paul, to uh, a striker at Bromby, I believe. Yeah, they have been. Yeah, yeah. is it Fitzgarden? Fitzgarden. Yeah, Fitzgarden. Uh, His name's come up a few times, and, and seems a very very similar profile. Yeah to Kyogo, John, yeah, so he's not, yeah. he's, he's not sure. the biggest and can play look, those forwards. Look at Chikamakis, hasn't been replaced. And John, the reason I, I, I almost came in towards the end, yeah. there was Sutton and Larson and they brought in a guy called John Harson. Yeah. So you had three and strikers. Three and, they, and, they, and they, they terrorised, terrorised yeah. us as well. But, but <laughs> We terrorised them, they were good mm, days. Yeah. Mm. So Celtic fans are saying, you know, they've got Kyogo. Who else is an out-and-out striker at the club just now? Or is a project, I would say, Yep. You yep. know better than I do. Yep. They need someone else. They've got to open it up, get somebody in, bring them in in the next eight days. Yeah, they have. They have got to. And I, th- I think um, the fans will be expecting yep. a forward player. Um, whether or not they do this, I don't know. I don't know what. I'm not in within that four walls of, of Celtic and the recruitment and what they're thinking. But I would imagine I thought a left back, I thought a goalkeeper, and I thought a centre forward. I think they're well equipped in the middle of the park. Um, and they're well equipped, certainly in wide areas, you know, with Kuhn coming in, with Abada potentially coming back to form as well. He's missed a lot of football, but he's back fit. Um, so for me, it's them three areas that I thought Celtic would look at certainly strengthening left back, goalkeeper because Seagrist is linked with with the move he's not playing yeah. that would be good for him wouldn't yeah, it so, yeah. For, so for me them three areas I think would be would be quite pivotal for Celtic to uh, to go and strengthen there's, there's a bit of fingernail biting still going on for Brendan as well Look, mm. Rangers have had the, the bad news with Seema picking up an injury mm. uh, in the uh, the AFCON and Asian Cup still ongoing Paul yeah. Mo Salah's picked up an injury AFCON so, see when your players are away playing yeah. international football yeah. it's great mm. but Managers must be biting their nails, just hoping that their players return safely and, and, and injury free. Well, Kyogo and Hatati didn't go, did they? Um, Hatati's there. He's there. Yeah, but he he's, is. Yeah. Um, so, and he came back injured before, didn't you? Remember last year in 2023? I thought they were holding so, back. I yeah. got that wrong then. So, but yeah, Kyogo didn't go. Not good for him personally, probably. But mm. I mean, you see uh, with Liverpool, you know, it's always difficult, isn't it? Your club is paying your wages and yeah. I see um, it's a hard one isn't it yeah. difficult to but know. the international but, situation yeah. now almost takes over doesn't it Does, they, yeah. have, they have a right um, to take players well, they, yeah. exactly right that's why the FIFA windows are there for so yeah, the clubs really have got no 
Of course, yeah. and you two both love playing for your countries. Yep. For Wales, John, we yep. saw you there in the red and white so many times. Craig, for you, the yellow and green. We never played against Australia. Wales. I'm trying to think, John. Yeah, Wales. I'm not saying. Uh, <laughs> jo- John didn't fancy it. <laughs> didn't fancy that trip. He'd have worked with the referees. I think pulled out of the first trip. Yeah, Benjamin Segrist, 31 year old, widely linked with Stum Graz early in the window, but Celtic ready to accept an offer for him so we'll find out who it is I'm not sure who it's going to be but it would seem I mean he's a good keeper mm. for whatever reason it's just not worked I out I think it's been yep. incredibly uh, uh, disappointed for him <laughs> because a lot of clubs I wouldn't say every club but he was on a lot of clubs radar mm. when he was at Dundee United performing yep. every single week people were saying wow he's keeping Dundee United in games mm. You know, he's a great shot stopper. He's a brilliant goalkeeper. Celtic went and snapped him up and he's hardly kicked the ball for Celtic, which is from his own point of view, it'd be really, really disappointed. He'd be thinking to himself, yes, I've got to Celtic, I've double, trebled my wages, but I'm at a situation where I want to go and play football and now we'll have that opportunity yeah, if he was to leave Celtic. You know who, who, who the, the situation reminds me of? And I think he was a little bit older. I know who you're going to say. Theo, Theo Snelders. Yeah. Uh, at Rangers. Brilliant uh, at Aberdeen. Brilliant at Aberdeen. Come mm. and, and when you unfortunately come to a club where, you know, yeah. Joe Hart um, is, is going to keep every goalkeeper yeah. uh, out at, at Celtic. So I feel for the player, but mm. I think the, the solution of getting him out, getting playing games and, and Celtic moving on and the player moving on is the right situation. Celtic reportedly eyeing a summer move. We mentioned this before for the Liverpool, the number two goalkeeper, Keevan Kelleher. Um, Republic of Ireland International. It'd be a lot of money just now, but could it be coming? The fee could be, um, well, it'd be a fortune. <laughs> so it would have to be a loan deal, surely. Yeah. I mean, it'd be 20 million or whatever. The money in England is just off the scale. So well, it is there's because no point of the discussing TV it, money yeah. and everything that goes yeah. with it. And um, it just blows yep. the, the, the Scottish sort of finances side of things. Craig would know he's, he's an agent, he's got a few deals through. In, For sure. In, I wish. Oh, yeah. I but, wish. No, well, we spoke about it on Thursday. Yep. On the side. Yep. Craig will know exactly Absolutely. because he's working in, the, in, in that mm. type of business now. And good luck to him. But no, it, it's totally, um, it's, it's beyond, isn't it, the money down south now? For sure. Mark's been on asking about... Rudy Vata so mm-hmm. he scored at the weekend we've heard about him for months and every so often I say what about Rudy Vata is he going to play Ro- Rocco Rudy's his father because his, his dad has said to him today get uh, get tore in so yep. Rocco Vata scored at the weekend and the manager spoke about him afterwards what about his future yeah yeah but that's listen um, that, 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 that'll be up to him you know it's uh, he's a talent if he it depends what the the mentality is with him, him and his his representatives, you know, because you get some young players whose representatives will tell you that if they're not playing in the first team, starting, they don't want to stay. Well, then you better go then, because you got to earn the right. He's eighteen. I don't need players ready at eighteen unless they're real, real special talents. But by twenty twenty one, they need to be ready. And um, but I think you can see with him, he has he has tools. And this can be a really good place for him to develop. And uh, but it was nice for him to get his goal because that's a good feeling. He's been here a long time as a, a young player, and and he has he has strength that uh, that we could develop. John, we finally saw uh, Rocco Vata yeah. at the weekend. Do you think he's going to stay? It sounds as though he may go elsewhere. Well, I think he might. Um, you don't want to take a risk on letting a really good potential player go at eighteen, because. 
it would it would absolutely um, be considered as a terrible decision if if Rocco Vata was to go on um, and become a first team player elsewhere and be fantastic. So I think the ideal scenario, what Brendan's saying is there, he's a really good young player. Um, he's one of those that he thinks he can improve by working with him on the training ground. So I think the ideal situation for Rocco Vata is to go on loan and go on loan to a club where you can play and then you can improve and then you've got an opportunity to come back to Celtic if you've really, really done well um, and obviously, you know, hopefully, you know, sort of give yourself an opportunity that you can compete in the Celtic team and you can go and compete yeah. with the other players. That would be the ideal scenario for, for Rocco Vatter, I would think. Uh, look, I've seen Rocco play a number of times. Um, I've seen him very, very good. And then I've seen him when maybe things haven't gone so well. So I think what Rocco and all younger players, um, and the sooner they understand it, the better chance they have of having prolonged professional careers, is the same attitude needs to apply when you're playing with the B team, the under-18s, or the first team. You can't just all of a sudden buzz about when you're playing in the first team and all that. There's got to be a reason. There's got to be some substance. And these are ongoing conversations that, that I do have with a lot of lot of players in terms of don't don't come complain or don't knock on the door unless your attitude is spot on, you're training the house down, and 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 therefore you're giving yourself the best opportunity. He has all the tools. Now he needs that maturity to be able to stay in the system, stay with the first team. Sure. And at Rangers, Alex Lowry is back. Yes. As we know, what's happened there at Hearts? Uh, here's the manager. No, but I didn't bring him back. Hearts said they didn't want to. They didn't want to keep him the next six months. So the clear plan with, with Alex is that uh, we want him to go on loan again to get minutes. That's the plan with him because in the squad that there is now, uh, it's going to be difficult for him to, to take minutes and was a clear plan for one year to take minutes and, and to take experience uh, and to become stronger to come back in a good way and then to make a good assessment in the summer. So that's what we, we're trying to do now. And we will see uh, who are the teams who are interested and what is the, the best place for him to go uh, in the way we want to play football and in the way he can develop in the best way. Greg, what do you think? So he's obviously going to go other opportunities. I'm just looking at the he'll table. He'll have Alpha loan, of course, yes. which has been um, reported there by, by Philip Clement. Yeah. Where does he go is, is, yeah. is important, Paul. I mean, I know a number of clubs down south that have asked about Alex Lowry and uh, asked for feedback and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I personally think Alex Lowry is a fantastic talent mm-hmm. um, that, that needs to continue playing games to, to, to build his physicality mm-hmm. and to also build his confidence what he can do with the ball and that sort of stuff is not his ability is not in doubt it's not up for argument you say yes continue to play games though Craig will, yeah. will he play will, will he play well, at again, Rangers depend, not at Rangers no no not at Rangers which kind of clubs would it be I'm not asking for the names is it championship I know championship is really no. tough it's not no. okay no, lower, so, lower lower than that yeah. would there be anyone in Scotland I was looking at it I can imagine David Martindale saying if you do as a deal mm-hmm. uh, Kilmarnock would he add there some creativity yeah. although I know they have some I would few, I, again yeah. I don't represent the play and lots of no. stuff. I think sometimes going away is, is something that helps you grow up. Uh, I know Alex has been through a lot, um, yeah. so I'm saying going away, but not too far because yeah. family with, with his situation is very, very important. But I think sometimes just getting away, new scenery, fresh air, new players, 
uh, something yeah. different to challenge him because his talent is is off the scale. So he's would got it, a great would it chance. Would be a loan deal then with a view to selling him in the summer? Oh, I don't know what his contract situation is. Because uh, Johnson's got a long term contract. You've got Balligan. You've yeah. got Davis. Yeah. You've got Suter. Yeah. So why bring him back and then obviously? Give him another loan spell somewhere. Mm. Well, you're, uh, it's yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, bring Just him back, send him on loan. Mm. If he does exceptionally well, then somebody might come in for him. But yeah. as a player, you don't be going loans, loans, loans all the time. No, Some no. stage you want sure. you want to settle. Of course, know? but I think yeah. that might be a separate situation for Leon yeah. King, for example. That's right. Who? Yeah, he wants so, him to so stay. That, so that might be sure. a, a different situation for mm, yeah. for, for Leon King. And the manager wants uh, him to stay, doesn't he? Yeah, and, and to be fair, Leon King seems yeah. to me uh, as if he's got that bit between the teeth where um, he'll, he'll take that challenge yeah. head on. But with regards to, like I says, Alex Lowry, yeah. most important thing for Alex is to find a club that want to go and play football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if it's going to be fight ball, um, sure. that's, that's not saying that he, he can't do that, yeah. but there needs to be uh, a team and a, and a style that he can blend into where they get a lo- enough of the ball and he'll go and show you exactly what he can do he's a great talent Scotland are off to the Euros we know that and after the break we'll talk about the friendlies coming up ahead of the games themselves This is the Go Radio Football Show Call 0808 1717 700 Let's go Let's go Paul Cooney, John Hartson and Craig Moore here on the Go Radio Football Show thank you for making the switch we appreciate each and every one of you in contact with us and giving us the feedback despite that we're staying on tonight till 7 Craig in good form you have been busy we said this on Thursday if you were tuned in and about the transfer window in, it, in general it's been relatively quiet though hasn't it does that mean it's going to be still filling his pockets poor oh, indeed, he's getting on. deals for fun oh, over the oh, come on you nah, nah, it's, it's, look yeah. it, it, for me it's been busy because, John I'm not working with the, the Premier League superstars not, yeah. not, not just yet we'll get We'll get there hopefully over the, the you years. You told with, me you had nine deals with, uh, still, you know. with the hard work, but it has been quiet. It has mm. been quiet, but you know we've spoken uh, a lot in the first half. Celtic will go into action. I've no doubt about that. That there will be a few players, or at least a couple of players, that may be coming before the transfer window. Rangers are looking to close in on, on potentially a couple more. So it, it has been quiet, but I think there's going to be a late flurry. Scotland, uh, we know we're going to be in Germany for the Euros and we've got a couple of games beforehand in June. So Gibraltar and Finland just before we go to Bavaria, to Garmisch, Parton, Kirchen. That's been confirmed as the Euro 2024 team base camp. Mm. You played over there, so yeah. give us the rundown. No, it's in Bavaria. There'll be some set up, yeah. some set up I know yeah. that. They, mm. they don't mess about. Uh, it'll be top notch, mm. the tournament, the facilities, their base It'll be brilliant. Great experience for the lads. John, Wales are playing, you were telling me, Finland. Uh, Finland in, yeah. the, in the playoff, yeah, in a yep. one game in Cardiff um, on March the 21st. Mm-hmm. A good chance for right. Stevie yep. Clark to travel. Look at Finland, although that's only a friendly, but sure. um, yep. no, I just think Scotland have took on credit to them. They've took on some really, really big teams in yeah. friendlies. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe these two, not sounding disrespect to Finland or Oh, Gibraltar, well, Gibraltar. Yeah. they're lesser friendly yeah. lesser nations maybe he wants to do that to maybe try and win a few games yeah. maybe get a good a, f- a good feel good factor and go, so close go, to it John and yeah. going yeah. into the Euros yeah. do you know more like a bounce game good news today Andy Robertson back in the Liverpool squad now he's been out since October so that's brilliant news, isn't it, guys? Craig, the uh, Scotland captain. Scotland captain, you know, yeah. very, very important for that for that squad. 
Um, his, his quality, his leadership qualities uh, are incredible. And he would have been a big loss. So, look, you know, was it Hickey that was filling in in the left fullback position, potentially, yep. um, who, who's come in and certainly not done himself any harm? Mm-hmm. But again, I think sometimes there's a realisation of your captain's coming back. Great to see because he's been out for a period of time, but he's also enjoyed some serious success both with club and also with Scotland in recent times. So uh, good luck to him. Wish him all the best on his on his return. Other news today, former Kilmarnock Head of Football Operations, James Fowler. He is the front runner to be named as Rangers Head of Academy Recruitment. That's in the Daily Record today. So. I had to double take on that, Paul. I was, I was thinking, am I, if I was thinking where's Barry Ferguson's name in in all of that Um, again it it baffles me Barry's getting paid too much no but John John it baffles me at times I I think Mm. in terms of you know the appointments I understand there's a lot of change and all that sort of stuff happening within the football club Mm. um but a lot of the time it's people that are coming into the football Mm. club that have no idea what the football club is all about um but Again, that's just my opinion. There's people in there now that are making decisions. And if indeed it it is James Fowler um, that goes in with that job, good luck. But at the same time, recognise exactly who you're representing and there's a big pressure that goes with the job. Transfers, recruitment, everything is so important. This time of year, it's a hot topic. The manager, Philippe Clement, was asked today at the media conference how it's working out with uh, Niels Coppin, of course, who is the... Is he the head of football recruitment? Football director, I believe. Football director at the club. This was uh, Philippe's answer to that one. Uh, Yeah, it's been really busy. So uh, if if I get a message or a call, my wife already knows who it is. But it's good it's Niels and not somebody else. So that's that's a positive thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. He's, he's super uh, determined, hardworking, day and night, together with all his team, because it's the same as with me. Eh? Okay, I'm always the spokesman about everything, but I don't do everything myself in this building. I have a great staff doing a lot of things for me. It's the same with, with uh, Niels. He's happy also about the people who, who are in the building, how they are helping with all the, all the scouts and analysts and everybody. And, uh, and we are discussing all the developments between us, but always, always together with the board also, with Craig, with James, with the chairman, with the other members of the board, with the investors. In the moment it comes to, to decision making, so it's with everybody together. But there's a lot, a lot of contact, and, uh, and that's also what I like. I like to be involved. I like to know everything what's going on. Is it going in a positive way or is it becoming difficult and, and why? And So I like to have all the information. Like I want also all the information about, about the players here. I like to have a lot of information that I can make the right decisions. That's such an important position, isn't it? Director of football and the manager. I think, the I think they're, they're two uh, crucial roles mm. for, for success, uh, absolutely. I think that the main... From my, my experience, the main job in terms of the sporting director, football director, whatever title you want to give it, is actually to take a lot of time and pressure off the manager. Mm. You know, like, so you, you actually want to go and, and, and kind of, you've had the debate, you've spoken to the CEO, you've spoken to the chairman, you've spoken to the board and all that sort of stuff, and you want to limit the time that you need to speak with the manager because they're that busy and you want them on the park. Yeah. yeah. You want them on the football field, developing the players, developing winning strategy, winning teams, and all those kind of things. So, Apart from all the other things that fall under the football director's role, I think the biggest thing is to be able to support the manager to make sure that his time is valuable and to make sure as much of that goes to the players. 
I agree. It, it has to be um, uh, watertight in terms of the, the sporting director and the manager. The manager will always have final say. The sporting director will um, look at players, you know, and, and say, look, I really fancy him. I've got, but then the manager, I'm looking at strong managers like players like Walter Smith. Yeah. Walter Smith would never have anybody signing a player above his head. Mm. You know, because he's got to work with them. He's not going to take responsibility for a player that he didn't sign. Martin O'Neill's the same. He wouldn't have it. They wouldn't have it. But recently in football, you know, recent years, director of football has been a, integral in terms of helping the manager. But again, Sir Alex Ferguson, these these old these um, these sort of uh, old school managers, giants, yeah. giants, you know, wanted to run the whole football mm-hmm. club. Paul, I think football's getting too big now for a manager to do that. But Again, um, that that sort of relationship, you know, uh, sporting director and the manager has has to has to really function really well for for the club for to sure. get better players in. It's changed a lot, Paul. It's changed a lot. Yeah. I'm mean, just going back to Walter Smith mm-hmm. uh, and and Sir David Murray, right? Mm-hmm. So very very clear and early on in any discussion. Yes, this is a player we're going for, right? So David Murray, you're going to negotiate. You you crack on with that, or Walter, you go and deal with that, right? But that was two people. Mm-hmm. Nowadays at football clubs, there's a lot more than two people involved sure. in any kind of decision-making process. It seems so much simpler back then. But where does the buck it, stop? It still has to be. So I'll ask you both. Is it Philip Clement with the final say? And I get it that you do need to have a structure in the club. And is it Brendan Rodgers at Celtic? You know, it, final say on the signings. You've got to be a really strong manager. When you take the job, your criteria is laid out in front of you. This is what you can do. This is what you're in charge of. And and I would think that they're there to help. They're there to take pressure. They're there to give you really good guidance and support and confidence. But I think the real strong managers would even go to the chairman and the owners and say, look, for goodness sake, I want final say here. So that's Brendan Rodgers. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. But... Don't get me wrong, he's been recommended players all the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and you, of course. You, you need your sporting director yeah. to, to play a part. But I think, final say, the signing on the dotted line will come from the, from the manager saying, I like this player, let's do it. Yeah, I think you're spot on, John. I think the shortlist is drawn up and a lot of the, 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 the research and the, and the back-end stuff is done by sporting director, recruitment team, head of recruitment, all these kind of things. A list is provided to the manager, all right, this is our order that we see him in. One, two, three. Are you supportive of this? Yes, I am. Crack on with it. Celtic don't have a, a recruitment. They've got a head of recruitment, Mark Lowell. They don't have a director of football. But yeah. I would imagine both clubs, the managers are absolutely pivotal, especially yeah. Brendan Rodgers coming in, having won, what was that, seven trophies, you know, in his last time here yeah. on the trot. Yeah. I can't imagine that he would come in and agree not to have uh, the say-so. But I get it. You have to have a structure. You have to have a recruitment department because yeah. uh, managers can move, as he did yeah. the last it's, time. It's, it's, like, it's, yeah. like, it's quite funny because... Like years ago, when me and yeah. Craig played, it was a it was a manager. Yeah, it was an assistant. <laughs> yeah. it was a physio, and that and a doctor uh, and a doctor and, and well, doctor something was going, it? will go in the stand in the front yeah. row or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then you had your four or five subs. Yeah, you look at a football, uh, you know, in the dugout now, you've got two sports science people, you've got a physio, you've got three assistants, you've got a video man, you've got this, you've got you've got about sixteen people. Mm. Two buses sit, arrive sit, now, isn't sitting it? on yeah. the bench now. <laughs> yeah. You're like thinking, sure. <laughs> you know, what do they all do? 
Do you know what I mean? You want, you but watch, this is how footballers yeah. are gone. You watch, you watch when you see the, the, the official, Paul, the official team photo of Scotland for the, the Euros, right? Mm. And I guarantee you, there'll be more staff mm. in that team photo than players. Sure. Let's get the team update for Rangers because they're in action tomorrow night at Hebs. Here's Philip Clement. Ben is still not available. Um, Kieran Dahl had his operation. Everything went well. So that's positive also that the operation went well. And, uh, and Kemar and Daniel are also still out. So four of them there. Ben Davies still out. That's good news on uh, Kieran Dowell that the op went well, Craig. Yeah, again, a player that's, that's uh, you know, started off well, then had his injury concerns. Um, so, again, you feel for the player. But, yeah, good news that operation went well and now uh, a good recovery and hopefully put himself in a position where he can start knocking on the door for playing football again. Just too many injuries, though, overall. Yeah, yeah. And, again, I, f- I feel for players because sometimes it just, you know, you go, I went on such a good run without any injuries when I was a younger lad and then all of a sudden you got one and then it was... Another after another after another three knee operations in the space of twelve months, yeah. and mm. it can it, it can really get you down and and, and knock your confidence uh, because they just want to give so much. Nothing yeah, well, nothing worse, John, when you're in that treatment no. room and you're watching all the boys train outside. Sure. I know. But what what tends to go is you're out with a long term injury, and then when you come back, something else goes because your body's not used to the day to day. Rigorous yeah. sort of training, sprinting, something else in your body. Say you're out with your thigh, and all of a sudden you pull your calf yeah. because it's not quite ready to go in at that level of training. That's what tends to happen sometimes. You give us your Rangers team for tomorrow night because they're in action. We've got Dundee in action tonight against Hearts, and we'll look forward to the other game tomorrow night and the weekend after the news. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and never miss a show. Let's go! This is the Go Radio Football Show. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Hour two, Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and John Hartson. And it's a former Celtic captain who looks as though he's going to be the new manager in Scottish football. He, at the Sun, say it's exclusive. It's going to happen. Scott Brown going to be the manager of Air United that's the strong word here just after six Johnny with some player yeah, he, he went he, to Aberdeen went mm, down to Fleetwood had yeah, a great yeah, season last he, year he, he yeah. cut his teeth really didn't he at Aberdeen with uh, Stephen Glass I think you've given a little bit of bit of coaching on the training ground yeah. and also he was playing and then he had a really good opportunity at yeah. Fleetwood did very well the first season he had a couple of good FA Cup results as well he beat Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup mm. And then obviously he's relieved of his job. I think it's a results business. He might have lost two or three on the row. You've seen him pop up on television. And it's, it's obviously something that Scott is keen on. He wants to get back in as quick as he can. And um, he sees Air as, as IA United as a really good opportunity. And you know what? They, they play in the championship, Air yeah. United. Mm-hmm. Um, Had a tough run. Lee Bullen did so well. Yeah. Always yeah. came up last season, but this often happens. I remember Jim Duffy went there a couple of years he ago did, with David yeah. Hopkin. And then David Hopkin disappeared yeah. and Jim continued with the job. Um, so, so you know, one. good luck to him. Um, yep. And he doesn't mind starting in the championship again. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Sure. He started mm-hmm. lower down, if you like. Yeah. And he, he, he wants to sort of make a name for himself, not being given a big club where they've got everything already set up for him. You know, it'll be tough at air because he's, he hasn't he's been got the, yeah, he's got the quality players in and around him, he but yeah. obviously he wants to get back in. Craig, who's he going to bring in as his number two? 
Well, he was with um, was it Stephen Steve Whitaker. Yeah. Uh, he was at Fleetwood with him. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're good mates going back a long way uh, with the early days at Hibs, I believe. Um, Barry Nicholson was another one there, but he's moved, he's moved elsewhere. But anyway, yeah, Stephen Whitaker comes in. So look, it's a it's a team that they've worked together before, Paul. And as you mentioned, they actually did do a good job at Fleetwood, and yeah, unfortunately, did. yeah. it didn't work out. But you look at Fleetwood now. This time, they're bottom of League One. Yeah. Um, Scott Brown. Look, we, we're now going to have to, having to talk uh, about Scott Brown as the manager because we all know his exceptional playing career. But yeah. he's now mm. looking to forge a, a career for himself as a as a manager. He's been patient. Yeah. The thing is, as well, with man- young managers as well, I think chairman and owners panic. Yeah. I think because when they lose a few games, three, four games in a row, they draw a couple, they all of a sudden go, well, this lad hasn't got the experience to get us out of this. And then they, 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 they relieve him of his duties and then they go for a little bit more experience. And, and that's that's just football. It's, you it's, a, it's, a, it's yep. a results business, Paul. Davy White, caretaker manager, will be in the dugout this evening because they're in action. Uh, and then it will be announced, I would imagine, very, very soon he is going to be uh, the manager. Tonight they're playing against Arbroath. So, and the news from Sterling Albion against Montrose is off tonight. No off. surprise there. But uh, Air United is on. It was some player, John, you mentioned. Uh, and a, a Celtic great. Celtic great, no doubt about that. I think his appearances at European level, um, he led the team exceptionally well. Uh, you know, worked with Lenny, worked with Brendan Rogers, other other managers, and um, the crowd loved him. You know, because he gave his all in every single match. He trained well. Um, his attitude was impeccable towards the game, and he was captain, so mm-hmm. everybody had to respect him and. Uh, but besides that, he was a very good player. He was a good passer of the ball. He could go box to box. And listen, Scott Brown is a legend at Celtic, and he always will be. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended back up at the club one day. Obviously, he has to do very well and, and prove that he can go and manage. But um, certain players sometimes end up back at the club because of what they did. Yeah. Um, he might get he might get an opportunity sometime in the future. I'm not sure he's thinking about that right now, but he wouldn't surprise yep. me in years down the line. Sure. 55 caps for Scotland as well. Yeah. Over 400 appearances for Celtic. He was a, a fierce competitor, wasn't he? What a leader he was for that club. He, he was. Yeah. Look, I mean, and again, I've now, I've met Scott a couple of times mm. off the field mm. and a completely different person. But again, it's not the first player that I've known like that where they've, you know, mm. they've, they've when they go on to, to, to the field and cross that white line, it's it's, it's battle. It's to go and get the the best result. It's in, intimidate, uh, affect the game of football. Yeah, all those kind of things. Look, Scott Brown was a player that, if you're a Celtic supporter, you absolutely adored him and loved him. Uh, if you're an opposing fan, you hated him. Uh, yeah. That's just the way it, the way it was. And yeah. he and he played on it perfectly. Yeah. He really did. Hugely successful as a, well, as a player. The thing is, as well, like, you know, you've played and I've played Craig, and sometimes because you've met him, and I've been fortunate to spend a bit of time yeah. with Scott. Sometimes you're judged. Because how you were in the football field. Yeah. You know, people have never met you. If you've never met people, sometimes when I go and do dinners and stuff, people come on to you and they go, John, by the way, you're all right. And I say, yeah, yeah, you no, don't I'm get that right. often, though, eh? I, I, I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I'm, I'm a decent guy. Exactly. Very much. You're I'm not a big bad. I've never John, raised a yeah, hand on sure. my children. I'm a de- yeah. decent company. I'm, de- I'm a good father. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people go, Wow! Yeah, I saw you smash him, and I saw you, <laughs> and I thought I thought you were a bit of a no mate. I'm just from a council estate in Swansea. Yeah. I'm a very normal guy, you know. <laughs> and, I, and, and they're shocked. It's like yeah. well, and Scott's the same, you know. Yeah. Scott was like, you know, grit his teeth, rolled his sleeves yeah. up, smashed everything on the pitch. You go and have five minutes with him. He's a good lad. Yeah.
you know. He loved to wind up, didn't he? You, you, ah, you, people have yeah. got a persona of yeah. somebody without yeah. even meeting them. Do you know? It's a tribute to you as well, though, isn't it? That yeah. people say people look at Twitter, look at yeah. your comments, and sure. you think you're this and you're that. Yeah. Well, probably am really, but nah. ah, but his achievements can <laughs> yeah. never ever be questioned. His success at no, Celtic sure. was Concrete, phenomenal. Yeah. So that news should come soon, but it looks as though he's going to be the new manager succeeding Lee Bullen at Air United. The honest men, we wish him all the best there. Stephen Whitaker, who was with him at Fleetwood, as you mentioned, uh, he'll be joining him there. Two huge games tomorrow night, St. Johnson, Aberdeen, Hibs against Rangers. Scott Brown's old team, Hibs against uh, Rangers, your old club. Let's hear from the manager. What's the... What's the latest uh, team news? We heard about who's going to be out. What's he thinking about the opposition tomorrow? No, it, it's it's difficult to play against. Um, they do it in a good way. You you see a clear structure and an idea. It's it's one of the teams also in Scotland to do that. Not so many teams are doing that. Um, so against the other teams, last last couple of weeks we we showed the good things against teams who who play in a low block and. Uh, and put a lot of balls forward. So this is a totally different game. So it's interesting for us also to see how we react. Craig Moore, what's he saying? It's going to be an open game. Yeah, no, look, I mean, I remember the, there was the home game there where Rangers yeah. won 4-0 yeah. and Hibs were played very, very open in Nick Montgomery's earlier right. period at the football club. Um, so look, um, it's an important game because again, on the back of the break, you want to come back and you want to hit the ground running on the back of a, an expected performance in the, the Scottish Cup. Now it's about building again, and it's about building with a win. Hibs were away, Paul. They prepared in Dubai, yeah. Mm. Uh, so they in had the a sunshine, bit, so bit, bit, bit of sun on their back as yeah. well as mm-hmm. yeah, like you says, Rangers in Spain, I believe. Yeah. Um, so both teams will be up for mm. this. It'll be an interesting contest. I think Rangers um, will be an interesting watch. I think mm. they'll, I think they'll get the result, but I think it'll be an interesting watch, especially if. You know, we think the likes of Silva, who's just come in as a new mm. player, I think he'll start. Is he going to start? I yep. think so. Yeah, for sure. We'll get your take, mm. John, as well, in a second or two. The manager spoke today, Philip Clement, about that game against Hibs. I think it's for everybody clear that uh, that the uh, team made, made good steps forward, uh, but doesn't mean anything towards the game. So uh, I know we, we had a good win in that game, although... Um, the difference between the two teams was not as big as the result was at the end of the game. We need to be honest about that. Uh, so we know it's it's a team that, that plays really good football. Um, it's a team who makes good combination with, with fast wingers who have a good individual action. They have uh, players in front and in the midfield who can score goals. So, so we need to play a good game there. And uh, But I know the, the squad is... Uh, is getting better than it was that moment, but that doesn't mean that uh, yeah, it's the same. If if Manchester City wins a game six zero, the next game they play against the same team, it doesn't mean that they're gonna win six zero. So this four zero that we won at home is for me a long time ago. We were that day efficient, we were good, but we need to repeat that again uh, tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be some game tomorrow night, John. Mm. Goals in this one? Yeah, I think so. But, but Craig said earlier on that he thinks Rangers will win the league and he's, like, he's entitled to his opinion. Of course, I wouldn't, oh, expect, I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't expect anything else. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm, th- what I'm saying is, Paul, is that Rangers have to go and beat yeah. you know, the likes of Hibs at Easter Road tomorrow night. This is what you have to do to win leagues. I've always said it. Celtic have beat Rangers twice this season and Rangers can get close to them if they win their games in hand. So the games... And Celtic... 
they have to go and take care of Ross County at the weekend. You know, mm. you've you've got to win these games because the Celtic direct games against Rangers don't win you the league. Celtic have lost at Kilmarnock in the league. Mm. They've lost at home to Hearts. Rangers have had some bad defeats. Not particularly against you know against Celtic Rangers. They don't yeah. win. They, them games are for the crowd and they're for momentum. They've, everybody loves them. They're great games to play in. But these games, Hibs away under the lights. Can you go and dig in and get these three points? And it's the same for Celtic. Beating Rangers twice this season does mean they're going to win the league. They've got to take care of business when you go to Aberdeen away, when you go to these yeah. difficult venues. That's when you've got to dig in, and that's the games that you win the league in. Yeah, uh, and to be fair, he, I've, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that that spiel there, John. He's he's, he's absolutely uh, spot on, Paul. And and I, I guess when you look at just the importance of this kind of match, mm. Easter Road can be a really really difficult place to go to. Um, you know, both teams are coming back after a break, mm. uh, and look, if Rangers are like I, I kind of uh, hope can mm. potentially go in uh, and challenge and, and and go and win a title, this is a game as tough as it will be have got to find a way to get over the line um, it's a really tough match and in terms of the momentum coming back from a, a break and starting well you have to get off with a winning performance doesn't have to be a great performance take the three points get yourself down the road and then look to build that's exactly what they have to do what's your team for tomorrow night Craig so uh, Jack Butland back yeah, in goals yeah I think uh, yep. you know John and I are kind of in agreement with this one so we've got mm-hmm. Butland in goals mm-hmm. Um, your back four doesn't really change with, with Tav, Goldson, Balogun, out, isn't he? and Yilmaz. So or is Goldson, yeah. Okay, so then you would, you would suspect, not suspect, so, expect uh, Sunas. Su- yeah. Not Sunas. Sunas, Su- 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, Sunas. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he now? Get in there in the middle of the park. Hey, never, hey, listen, he swam the channel. Oh, then, yeah. by the way, yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant work. <laughs> yeah. Middle of the park, uh, I've, I've gone for Lundstrom, yeah. Sterling, and uh, Campbell as a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that float with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then the top yeah. three, Matondo uh, again, who's come back. He, he scored his goal against Copenhagen in the the friendly. Yeah. Looked lively, mm-hmm. nice, and that's what they need sure. if they're going to play with Silver up top. Paul, who's going to come mm-hmm. deep, which means Matondo on the left, McCausland on the right, need to make forward runs. Yeah, I think Paul McStay will play at Ross County <laughs> at the weekend. Breaking news oh, here. Yeah. He retired thirty years ago. Sorry, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, it's the kind of game you'd imagine that they would enjoy playing in both teams because they allow each other to play football. And Hibs, yeah. the defence has probably been their weakest part of, the, of their game this season. Their isn't own, it? Their, yeah. but their own demise, if you if you know what I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of playing playing out from the back or trying to build, and yeah. that's something that they will stick at. Also, yeah. as well, the, yeah. the players grow when they play Celtic or Rangers. Yeah. The, you get that extra little bit more out of them and the manager w- will know that the Hibs manager because it's on a telly you know it's yep. it's talked about it's on fan zones you're playing a top team in the country it'll probably be a full house at Easter Road where yep. some of the other games it's not quite full the atmosphere will be rocking under the lights and that's where you know, if, if uh, that's where Hibs will give themselves a, a chance, then it's up to Rangers to go play like a top team they are with the budget and the money they've got and the players. If the Hibs players were good enough, they'd be in the Rangers team. So 
in terms of quality, Saligan Rangers have a huge advantage sure. over all the other teams. But it's just if you have to, you have to treat that game, you know, yeah. really, really, you know, have everything about you, concentration levels, and go and try and win the football match at a difficult venue, which is uh, Easter Road. And Martin Boyle, of course, is still away, isn't he, on Australian duty? Yeah. Yes, so, yeah. uh, he is. He okay. was involved today in a one-one draw with Uzbekistan. Right, were you disappointed? Good knowledge, Craig. They topped the they topped the group. Yeah, they topped the group. Job so done. job done. Job done. Sixteen. Sure. Thank you for that because there's the Scottish involvement there. You know, I know Martin Boyle, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Bacchus is involved, and there's Correct. a few others as well. Um, team update we gave you. What about uh, Robbie McCrory then? Clearly, he's you know he played at the weekend. Yeah. Um, I think he did well. The manager spoke about him this afternoon. No, it, it depends. Uh, it depends of his performances. It depends of what he's doing in training, and then we will make uh, decisions. What is best for the group, for the club? How can you put now with uh, nine days to go a player on loan if you don't have another goalkeeper in? It was never the plan. It was clearly discussed with Robbie before the winter break also. So he will be here and uh, he, he did good things. I gave him also the chance to play this game. I don't have to do that. Uh, and also the games against Hertha in Copenhagen to, to get the minutes. So he's, he's ready. Um, and we will go on like this the next six months. So, what do you think? Is he going to get a chance? He's going to stay then, isn't it? They need him. Well, they, they, they need him. And I kind of, one thing where I disagree with Clement there is in terms of he, he, he doesn't have to or didn't have to give him the minutes. But it, if you don't give a player like that the minutes when the opportunity is there, then you have an unhappy player. So, in terms of management, good management is doing exactly what Clement has done. Uh, Robbie must go down as one of one of the unlucky guys uh, in terms of just being stuck like at Celtic. You know, goalkeeper's been stuck behind a good one, Paul, um, and 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 therefore it's very difficult to to get those opportunities. When you do, you need to make the most of them. The positive thing uh, for Robbie is that he's I think he's twenty five, twenty six, twenty six, um, and these are players that the yeah. you know especially for a goalkeeper he can go to his forty. So there's plenty yeah. of time, mm-hmm. but the desire and hunger going in every single day, work and training, you want your reward at the weekend. Of course you do, but I also think as well, if you're a goalkeeper like Robbie McCrory or Scott Bain or Segrist, you've got to go to the club and expect to spend three quarters of the season, if not more, 45, 50 games as a substitute. Now, if you're prepared to do that, that's what's coming your way because Butland is always going to play in the league games, the big cup games, the, the European games and Joe Hart will play in all of Celtic's big games. So unless you're prepared to do that, don't join a big club. Go somewhere else where you're going to play every single week and that's the same situation with McCrory. For sure. So that's the Robbie McCrory situation. It's going to be a lot of chat about goalkeepers in the coming months, isn't there? Rangers have got a really good one in Jack Butland. Mm. Celtic have had a great one in Joe Hart, but it looks as though this is his last of, what, three seasons? And he's been remarkable, hasn't he? Uh, He captained the team at the weekend. Um, And for Celtic, who is it going to be? Kelleher's name's been mentioned, the number two at Liverpool. Um, But that'll be for next season. Mm. Joe Hart, is. it looks as though he will go in the summer, but what a signing he's been yeah he's made big saves he's been been successful Mm. hasn't he you know won won a lot of trophies made big saves Um, 
you know, and you expected that from Joe Hart, you in England international, been very successful in his in his career, and um, and he's done quite well. He's done very well actually at Celtic, and I think the crowd like him as well. You must have played against him, John. I would have done. Yeah, I would you, have you done. Must yeah, have, against yeah. Joe. Of and, course, um, when he was at Man City, you were at West Brom, or but, but I think it's Arsenal. like I think it's yeah. like everything else. Uh, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know the situation. I don't know okay. what Brendan's thinking about a goalkeeper. I, I don't know. Um, we know it's not going to get Seagrist. I don't think Scott Brain's no. the one. It's how long Joe Hart can go on for. That, that's the question, big, isn't big, it? Big character as well, because yeah, you, you touched on his career, his, his career and his experience. Yeah. He's been through so much in his career. Not yeah. only good times. He's had some yeah, times. He's had some course. really, really rough yeah. times yeah. and learned how to deal with them. He's come and he's been a, he's been a rock for Celtic yeah, uh, we, at we, a time when they needed. They were desperate absolutely for a Craig, yeah, yeah. We, can, we can sit here and say, uh, oh, uh, Joe Hart needs replacing, but if he's training well... Yeah. And he's still the best goalkeeper at the at the football club, and his attitude we know is brilliant. Brendan Rodgers might be saying, Do "You know what? If we finish strong this season and we win a trophy or two, listen, there's another year there for you." We just don't know what goes sure. on at a football club, do jo- we? John, well, you know some of it. Sure, you guys <laughs> have got the insight. We think That's... we do. Craig yeah. knows. He's yeah. an um, what do you make one of your old clubs, West Ham? So they've been in the market today. They've got a, a loan transfer of Calvin Phillips. So he's joined West Ham United from Manchester City. Yeah. Um, Good well, signing. Yeah, he's a good signing. You know, for me, um, he was exceptional at Leeds. Yeah. Then he did very well in a, in the major tournaments mm-hmm. under Gareth Southgate, who absolutely loved him. Mm-hmm. And then he got a really bad injury. Man City paid fifty million for him, but he's hardly featured. Yeah, but it's a loan deal. West Ham would have to pay an awful lot of money, probably half the wages that he's on at Man City. But it gives him an opportunity to go yeah. and play regular in the Premier League and West Ham think they're getting a very good player I'm always a little bit wary of players that have not been playing yeah. you know and to see where, where actually his level is but he's proved in the past he's a very good player he's done well but he's not been playing regular that would be my only concern but West Ham have gone and paid yep. uh, big money for a loan deal so sure. and is that the that obviously that is the replacement of Declan Rice you could say so you know yeah. like finally they are somebody that they believe like you don't go to, to this type of deal John as you say for someone just to go be part of a squad so he's no. got a, he's got a huge role Although to play they've got a strong midfield haven't they they have yeah. but again yeah. this type sure. of deal mm. you don't come into if you start and you lose your position, Paul, that's one thing. Of course. But yeah. you're definitely going into sure. start. But he wants to be in the Euros. He wants to be on that plane. Playing yeah. football. So that's the thing. There you go. Yeah. Quick break. Another yeah. thing is, well, sorry, okay. Paul, it's very, <laughs> it's very hard to get to the Man City team. Very. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Go Radio Football Show. Get the latest show direct to your phone. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Let's go. This time tomorrow night it'll be Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn who will be with us. He'll show his face after. Uh, you know, I'm saying it tongue in cheek. What a record that was! 26 games unbeaten and hey. then they lost. Was that the biggest and upset of the round? 100 percent. Yeah. The Bonnie Rig. Yep. Biggest yep. upset. Well, on the back of Falkirk's form. Yeah. Five or six changes as well they made. Um, you only asked him. It, was a, it was a wrestle it was a wrestle as well yeah. by all accounts sure. as you said we've seen some pictures yeah. of the pitch the pitch and then right know at what? the end do you know yeah. what right if you if the you're going to be arrogant enough to make five changes even against a Bonnie rig the FA Cup is a good leveller right and you've got to go in now strong you've got to play a strong team now one of the managers yeah. will think about it right I need to give players an opportunity if you want to take your club to the next stage of a competition 
got to go in strong. How many times does it happen? You can ask yeah. Stephen tomorrow. Yeah, because John McGlynn, never arrogant. I know you weren't saying he is, because yeah, yeah. but he wants to. He needs to win that title this season. Yes, he does. You know, they were runner-up last year. They have to win it. Look at the cost last year for yes. them. Of course. Right, in terms of they got yep. to the semi-finals. Yeah. But as soon as they qualified after that uh, late yep. late winner in the in the in the quarters, yeah. got to the semi, mm-hmm. their their season, their season, their domestic form just went yep. and also their fans, <laughs> also their supporters <laughs> would have wanted them to go and yep. beat Bonnie Rick. Yes. Great Australian and Welsh accents here. <laughs> on Glasgow's number one station uh, we love the breadth of coverage yep the next round is Aberdeen against Bonnie Rig Rose Airdrie against Hearts Morton against Motherwell Inverness Cali Thistle against Hebs Kilmarnock against Brora or Cove Rangers Partick Thistle what a win for them up at Dingwall 3-0 they're up against Livingston Rangers against Air United St Mirren against the Holders Celtic what about Partick Thistle that was a brilliant performance by them Brian Graham getting uh, one of the goals but also you know he's the manager of Partick Thistle women's, women's team yeah, and yeah. they're in the final yeah. with Rangers in the Incredible. Sky Cup isn't that brilliant and it's on the same day Craig so surely they're going to rearrange it because oh. he'd have to pay, play for the, the first team the men's team yes. and his women's team are in for the first time, the Sky Final. Oh, that would be. Yeah, that, that would, yeah. I think common sense, surely. You would like you would like to think so, but look, Partick Thistle, are, yeah. they're they're a very in- interesting team, aren't they? I mean, they were unlucky in terms of the way things panned out at the back end of last season with the playoffs. Mm. Um, probably started off a little bit slow this season, mm. but back to what we kind of seen, and that's on the back of losing some players. Mm. You know, yeah. so they're, they're, they've had a fantastic season so far and a great result for them and a great opportunity against Livingston, which is a winnable tie for Partick I think I've just about to come in and say that, yeah, Livingston went behind again three throwers at the weekend and obviously showed a bit of determination and a bit of team spirit to come back and win that. Yeah. They'll be delighted to be in the last 16, but I, I do think um, that Partick stand a little chance there. Great goal by Bannigan at the weekend, wasn't it? One of the goals of the weekend, James Cragen had the goal of the weekend, which was absolute a peach. Spartans up against Craig Gordon. Isn't it great to see Craig Gordon back? Scotland's, well, number one for so long. Um, yeah. And could he be back? And He could be in the squad, he could be on that plane to the Euros. A lot between now and then, but he's 41 years old yeah. and he's back. Well, he's back. Most importantly for him that he's back. Uh, what a what a wonderful professional. Because uh, I tell you what, I mean, at forty one, I certainly wasn't motivated motivated to get fit and get back out onto the training pitch. Thirty one, did you like the thirty one? Nah, but incredible, eh? mm. incredible story. Will he? Can he make the Euros? Absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. Because you know what? He's done what, brilliant. What, what He's you done do, absolutely super. You get yourself fit. And you get yourself in a situation where you're available and you just never know, unfortunately, as you know, John, you never know what can happen in football. Someone's misfortune can be your fortune. And the injury he got was was a really, really bad one. I can can remember him speaking a couple of weeks after that, a month or so. He'd he'd had the operation. The operation was a success and he'd come out of the hospital. Straight away, he was back in the gym working on his rehab. Determination, wanting to get back playing. You can't give a player that. Mm. That that is is in you. That's the fire in your belly that Craig Gordon's obviously got plenty of. And great beard, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still crying it. Right, Brendan Rogers touching on something here. You mentioned a few moments ago, John, that never take the opposition 
um, for granted. Uh, Bucky Thistle came from what four or five leagues below Celtic, but Celtic gave them every uh, consideration, not least in the Celtic lineup, which was a really strong one. The only person missing was the captain, Callum McGregor, but they had a really strong lineup. The manager spoke afterwards about the 5 0 win, but about why he went with such a strong team. Yeah, the, the, and the, there's always, you know, you, you've seen shocks in this competition over the years, um, but I've always tried to ensure that we're professional and, and, and mentally ready and you could see that with the players they were very good but getting that rhythm back quickly after the the break was was important for us and yeah we listen we are a running team and, and we've seen some good runs today that led to goals and some that maybe our running was just uh, a bit off off in our timing but really pleased overall and, and we're able to give some young players an opportunity as well yeah and he spoke about Kelly and Vata yeah yeah for young players they have to earn the, the right and uh, I think the likes of Rocco there's been a lot of noise around Rocco but he's, any young player has to earn the opportunity I've given many young players the opportunities in my career but but I like Rocco he has qualities you know he's strong he's aggressive he 25 yards in he wants to get goals and you can see even in that little bit he came on he got his goal and he had another few opportunities so that's nice for him gives him a taste of it and for Daniel Kelly, he's a young player that I really like, that uh, he keeps progressing and developing. He'll have a big future. He's left-sided. He's quick, he's strong. He presses the game really well, and he's very, very young. And uh, so they, they get a taste of it, and hopefully that taste of it gives them that motivation and uh, determination to, to continue progressing. 5-0 at the end. Uh, Thiago Holm got a goal. Yeah, a little bit passive to start. Uh, needs to be more aggressive in his play but I can understand that he's coming in and it's the first start he's had for a wee while uh, but once he started to play forward and pass forward and run forward then he again like as I said a young player that has uh, strengths so um, so yeah and, and he took his goal really well nice bit of combination play gets in and finishes it well John what are you thinking about your old team they've now got another few days before mm-hmm. Ross County this weekend yeah I think Brendan's right in terms of you know, saying that young players need to win the right to play. Um, it's okay playing well in the youth team and in the reserves and in the under twenty ones. But you go into the first team and at a club like Celtic, then you've got to be a top player. You've got to really be a top player, and you've got to take things on board. You know, you, you've got to fit into Brendan's criteria, which way he ever wants to play. He likes to pass the ball. He mentioned there about. You know, they were being a bit passive and he wants to be a bit more aggression and things like that. So, but the one thing I'd say, they were always going to go win that against Bucky Thistler, yeah, you know. Sure. He could, he could, he, yeah. But the most important thing in any cup competition for me is to get in the next draw. Mm-hmm. And he's made sure that, that he's in the draw for the last 16 and they face... They face a difficult fixture now, yeah. a really tricky yeah. fixture Toughest. against St. Mary mm-hmm. away, who, who will be tough. You know, they'll... You know, they've dropped a little bit in the league. They're now down to fourth. They was they were sitting in second for a long period there, but Hearts have just gone past them a little bit with their form. And Kilmarnock has just jumped up to third. So, mm-hmm. St Mirren, uh, although Celtic beat them well there a couple of weeks ago, yeah. the live on Sky game. Um, cup competitions are, 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 are different, Paul. Um, and, you know, it's a tricky game. And again, Brendan will play a strong team. He'll want to get into the, into the quarterfinal. Funny thing is as well, when you say like he, he likes to give the younger lads a taste, obviously on the back of them earning it. Problem is, is um, you give them that taste, but there's a there's a taste uh, in the in the mouths of the English clubs as well because once they see these yeah. players come in and start to do well, 
boom, they, they're, they're kind of swooping as well. So see mm. that transition in, ty- in terms of breaking through um, and maintaining a first-team position, which is very difficult, we, we know, as a young, young player. Mm. So naturally, mm. other clubs then start to, to ask questions. Uh, and it's so important. I think Celtic's biggest problem, and it's a lovely problem to have, I've got to say, is actually trying to keep a hold of their players because I think that there's a number of players that are certainly on the radar of a lot of clubs yeah. because of how well they've performed. Uh, and, and their biggest job is actually trying to maintain and keep their players to yeah. keep that squad for their title push. And, and Unless, of course, you're 19, then you, you break a transfer record and go to Arsenal. It's a bit yeah, different exactly. than Craig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How no, much for, for the right, but, but, yeah. no, but for the right money, out here, yeah, Celtic yeah. will never blink at the right business. Mm. And nor should any other club. Sure. Mm. There comes an offer at a certain time, a little bit like Patterson with Rangers, yeah. although yeah. if he played another year, he would have been worth a lot, lot he's more. He's been playing a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. Sometimes there's an offer that comes in and just yeah. as we touched on football climates, it's like, yeah. okay, it has to happen. Sure. Sean yeah. Dyche is giving a chance and that's good news for Scotland because he's in contention for a place for the Euros. This will come up so often between now and June. Back to Celtic, who don't have a game until the weekend, as we mentioned. So he reflected on the game on Sunday, the 5-0 win. Listen, it was a, a, a good day for both clubs. Obviously, from our perspective, professionally got the job done. Played some really good football, um, scored some good goals. Could have had more, but just timing maybe a little bit out. But uh, And obviously for, for Bucky Thistle, it's, it's an amazing day. And the players gave everything and uh, the support was there for the team right to the end so um, but for us it was uh, yeah it was job done 5-0 could have been more there were offside decisions and there were four VAR calls I'm not saying it was right or it was wrong but he did um, it was an interesting comment from him afterwards about VAR decisions this is what he said no 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 it's, it, it's just unfortunate I think the frustration that the one was the, the, the penalty one that was that was looked at it shouldn't be looked at it's offside you know but they had to for some reason as maybe as protocol according to the fourth official that they have to look to see if it's a penalty first before they look to to disallow it because it's offside which just seems ridiculous really you, you, you know if it's offside then the penalty doesn't even matter as we know as we know was the point yeah. uh, from him he is making a point there and he is talking sense though in general yeah you know what and to be yeah. fair it was it was probably word for word my wash up of it at the time yeah. it's mm-hmm. like you know it doesn't the penalties are relevant it was offside yeah. um and and again why you look and there you go offside the rest is kind of irrelevant unless yeah. someone's punched somebody in the face or and there's a but and that didn't happen and that didn't yeah, happen sure. so yeah. it was He's, he's right. He's actually right, and I think that's what majority of people would have thought at the time. But what what was flabbergasting was why all the outcry? Yeah. Why all the letters? Why all the what? condemning the referee? And only Colin got got bellicious, and it wasn't well, well, fair. There you go, but it, it wasn't know, fair. Yeah. Is it, whether it's a penalty or not, it's offside yeah. in the build up. So it, it was all a complete waste of time for me because he's, it's common sense. Mm. It's not even a debate. He was offside in yeah. the build-up mm. even before, and it was handball. It was handball, sure. but it doesn't matter now because he was offside. <laughs> yeah. No, he's right. I, and mean, I get it, Rangers' point at the time. Why wasn't it established that look, it was offside? Why did it take so long before they then? But that doesn't change the fact. No, it doesn't. That, that, that all of a sudden, well, oh, but, but now, now it's, yeah. it could have been. No, no, it, it was offside for sure. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. maybe people think well. Why wasn't he given the penalty? And then have a look at it. But yeah. the penalty may be because the referee didn't quite know he was offside, did he? That's not why he no. gave the decision. Yeah. So maybe he's thinking, well, he should have given the penalty. Mm. But then ultimately, when you look yeah. at it back, 
you know, he's offside anyway. But that's what I think frustrated a lot of people, yeah. that the penalty wasn't given. Yeah. I think we need a dose of common sense for 2024 in football, Please. in Scottish football. Please. We do so much mm. VAR dominating the agenda for much of last year. I'll tell you who he was also speaking about, Paolo Bernardo and his performance. And we'll speak about him after the break and a bit more from Philippe Clement ahead of the game tomorrow night. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go, let's go. Paul Cooney, John Harson, Craig Moore, on the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks to everyone coming on with lots of comments. Looking forward to tonight's game. Um, Hearts against Dundee. Craig, what are you thinking of this one? Hearts, just remember just a couple of months ago, we were saying it's tough for Stephen Naismith, but he had a great end to the old year. Yeah. And for Dundee, Tony Doherty lost at the weekend in the Cup, but my goodness, has done a great job at Dens Park. Yeah, no, he has, because again, I don't think anybody kind of looked at Dundee this season and seen him making an impact in the Premier League certainly the first half of the season Tony Doherty done a wonderful job at Dundee with a limited squad in terms of personnel but he's got an honest bunch there's no doubt about that and they'll make it they'll make it hard for Hearts and you touched on on Nasey in terms of there were you know a little bit of pressure at a period of two or three months ago I guess Hearts fans shown their uh, that angst or you know in terms of things not quite happening but as you say Paul he then got himself onto a run which is very very important as a, a manager under pressure you start winning games of football that, that pressure seems to slide away uh, pretty quickly but I think it's going to be a tight game tonight I think you know I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a draw tonight I think it'll be hard for I don't see many goals I think the interesting thing is Will um, Shanklin start? You're going to change your mind. If Shanklin starts, he fancies hearts. If Shanklin doesn't start, he fancies a draw. Dundee. A little bit like that as well, to be honest. I think, uh, you know, he's such a threat. He's in such a rich vein of form as well, isn't he? Missed Mm. missed the weekend's game there. Um, But I'm actually going to say that. I think if if Shanklin starts, then I think hearts will, will win the game. And breaking news, he starts. The I captain the game, is back. So there you are, John. So yet the yeah. lineup: Clark, he's back in in goals, as was expected, probably. Yeah. Kent, Kingsley, Halkett back as well. Beningame, Hoff, Shankland, the captain, mm-hmm. Cochran, Denham, Vargas, who scored at the weekend, and Limbikisa. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yep, he's back. So reaction to that one? Yeah, listen. A sickness bug can happen at the weekend, as I'm sure it did, uh, but he's back tonight. So I'll give you the Dundee team in a moment or two. But Craig, what do you reckon? Shanklin's is playing this evening? Or? Well, again, I've been saying, and, and John, to be fair, doesn't normally agree, but agreeing with me uh, tonight, <laughs> that Shanklin scores goals. Yeah. Shanklin yeah. scores goals at home. Uh, he will get he will get a chance or two tonight, and there's no doubt he will end up on the, the, the score sheet. I think it'll be, a t- like I said, I think it'll be a close enough match, though. Mm. Uh, but with Shanklin starting feel as if they uh, hearts will shade it uh, I agree John like I you, normally yeah. agree with Craig but yeah. when he said that <laughs> Rangers will win the league I, I have to yeah. disagree yeah. Well, if they sign a striker I said of course you would, no, di- you would sorry. disagree mm. sorry 
I never thought that striker one. <laughs> but John, John <laughs> also got about five strikers, but they need another striker. Well, yeah, but not, not fit, John. Not Dezers, fit. I think Dezers might start tomorrow night. You yeah. think? Silva? I, I, I think Silver, but yeah. again, we couldn't. Because mm. he's new in the building, maybe I think you might bring him on off the bench, maybe. Yeah, but he's been for a few weeks now. You, well, mm. We'll find out this time yeah. tomorrow. We'll tell you. Um, Dundee, of course, you know, we love absolutely. It. Dundee are starting with Carson, Dodgson, Shaughnessy, the captain, McGee. Bakayoko, Cameron, Ashcroft, Robinson, McCowan, Boateng and Costello. So, what's your scoreline? Just to check on this one. What do you reckon? I am going to go 2-1 Hearts. 2-1 Hearts, yep. And uh, John is going for Hearts. 3-1, yeah. And Shanklin to score? Um, Yes. I think he might get a brace. Oof. Could it be one of his last games? He'd be fresh, wouldn't he? Obviously, I know a bit of an illness, but he would obviously got over that. Um, and I think he'll be fresh he'll feel fresh and he'll want to add to his goals tally what about tomorrow night St Johnson against Aberdeen John who do you think now St Johnson mm. are down at the other end of the table but Aberdeen as well have got a lot of ground I know they've got games in hand and this is one of them to catch up what do you think well St Johnson feebly going out oh. of the Scottish Cup yep. very feeble at the weekend um, Craig Levine They'll want to bounce back, obviously, against um, Aberdeen. I can't see it happening. I, I think they'll be still in a bit of shock. Um, yeah, you want a reaction from them, but I can see Aberdeen going to Perth and, uh, and winning that one. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think, look, I think everybody kind of expects Aberdeen to start climbing the table, uh, and I think that this is a game that's certainly a winnable game for them against St. Johnson, who are honest, but... I'm honest and say that the quality and the depth is not quite there. Mm. I think it'll be close, Paul, but I think Aberdeen will win that 1-0. Who's going to be third in the title? I'm listening to both of you saying John thinks Celtic are going to win the league. Celtic mm-hmm. in the pole position just now. Yeah. Rangers eight points behind. That could be two if they win the two games. Yep. Uh, who's going to come third, though? So Hearts had a wobble, but they're back. Yeah, yeah. Kilmanick are in the mix as well. Um I think, Hearts, think? I, I, yeah. I think Hearts, especially, I know we've spoken about Lauren Shanklin a lot mm. tonight. We've given him a lot of airtime. Um, if they can manage to keep him in the window, which which is looking maybe unlikely because mm. he's got so much interest um, in him and uh, whether Hearts can can obviously accept they, they want to lose him or they want to keep him. But if they keep him and they guarantee a move in the summer for Shankland, they say, look, you can go, just give us another four or five months, and then he pushes them on to finish third because mm-hmm. he'd be vital yeah. in their push for third. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens, Paul. Yeah. Um, so I think Hearts will finish third. They're in 36, as you mm. know. Kilmarnock yeah. on 31, St Mirren 29, Hibs on 25. Dundee 22, along with Aberdeen. Aberdeen, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, those games in hand. Motherland 20, St Johnson 19. Ross County below them and then Livingston at the bottom yeah 18 for Ross County 12 for Livy every now and then Paul every now and then a team outside the norm throws in a topper of a season Um, could it be Kilmarnock could it be Kilmarnock that have that that season and and jag a third spot I would say that it is possible if back to our man that we're talking about if Shanklin goes if Shanklin stays, Hearts finishing third. How many times have we said Shanklin? Yeah. By the way, Listen, uh, here's a, a different he question. Took over, Not the he took over the show. K- Kieran's been on asking you, John, and uh, Craig, your view as well. Myofsky, will Celtic go in for him? We don't know. What, 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 what would does, you do? 
what I said I'm a fan of my off skis but mm. I don't think I'd pay six million pounds for him what would you pay look they're saying six million but yeah. they would they'd get what would they get him for three and a half four possibly yeah, yeah and I think he's good yeah. he's good value for three and a half four million mm. but I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't pay six million pounds yeah. for him, but he's a very good player. He can bring people in. He shows he's shown already this season. Um, he's a great finisher. Technically, he's excellent. So he is a very, very good player. And I think um, I think a lot of clubs will, will certainly be looking at him. Good player. Good age. Yeah. What do you like about him? And he's I, I, I yeah. like his his range of goals. His type of goals. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he, he's able to head the ball. Uh, he's a clean striker of the ball. He'll nick in front of defenders and get a little flick. Um, he's got the little dink. He, he's got a great range of finishing. He's a very good age. Um, would he be patient enough to to, to go to uh, the likes of a Celtic and know that he's going to have to bide his time for a little bit? But then he he could be a star man. He yeah. could be a star man. Majowski for me is a good player, good enough for Rangers or Celtic. Breaking news, Scott Brown has been appointed manager of Air United. The former Celtic and Scotland midfielder has been announced as Lee Bullen's replacement in charge of the Somerset Park outfit and we wish him all the best there. So, yeah, we spoke about it just after six and we told you that looked as though it was going to be the breaking news. Scott Brown, back in Scottish football. Yeah, that's really good for Scott because clearly, you know, he had a little bit of time out, did a little bit of media mm. um, and now he's obviously wanting to get back into the game and I always think if you get a job initially like he got at Fleetwood mm-hmm. and you get sacked, uh, relieved of your duties in a nicer way, I always think then you'll get another job because you've got the experience and you maybe do things a bit differently from when he was at Fleetwood rather than maybe it's difficult getting the opportunity to get your first job. Somebody almost has to take a chance on you. But I think he did well enough at Fleetwood which obviously has given the opportunity so quickly after uh, to go back into the Air United job. The signs as well, Paul. The signs mm. when you see managers that have been out of work mm. and all of a sudden they're on television, involved in the media. There's a period of time when they normally shoot back into to, to management. So that's uh, exactly what's happened with Scott Brown. Um, and as we touched on, he takes in Stephen Whitaker, who, who are good mates and worked at Fleetwood together. So wish him all the very best. It's a great opportunity. Scott Brown, Scott Brown and Stephen Whitaker know all about Scottish football, that's for sure. For sure. And Callum Davidson, someone who's out well. for a while. What a track record he's got. Yeah. You know, who has got a CV which says, yep, I won the League Cup and the Scottish Cup in, in the same, same season with a provincial club with one of the smallest budgets in Scottish football, you know, at the top level. That would be fair, wouldn't it? Callum Davidson at uh, Queen's Park. Okay, so... To Hibs Rangers tomorrow night, Philippe Clement, we heard him earlier, the team update. What's the injury situation? Benny's still not available. Um, Kieran Dahl had his operation. Everything went well. So that's positive also that the operation went well. And, uh, and Kemar and Daniel are also still out. Yeah, Danilo been out for quite some time. There's no word yet of him. I think his it's return. End, end of the season. Yeah. I, I think so. I'm not expected to see him back this season. And Kemar Roof. Um, we're on repeat on that when he comes back in he's such a talented player yeah. but he just he's been so unlucky that's what yeah. I mean again that's all you can put it down to yeah. Paul feel for the player Seema that's what we kicked off with Abdallah Seema back with a thigh injury um, he'll know more uh, after the game tomorrow night but here is the manager I expect to have more news today latest tomorrow for my medical staff and I always listen to them and not to, towards other people 
So uh, ask me this question after the game, and then I will will give an assessment about that. I will have the information. Yeah, let's say 99% sure. So if I have the information clearly, I will give it also. It will be long term. That's why I want to. I want to have also the right information. We wish him all the best. The question would have been, could Rangers afford the money? And, and the wages he would be on, because he's from Brighton. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it was going to be, eight million or whatever. But it's the... It's we would put, I mean, as, as well as what Seema has done yeah. and now picking up this injury. And, yeah. you know, it could be long term. It could be three to six months, which this season potentially off the table for him. It's a risk then, isn't it, to then go and, and have a buy option if it is six, seven, eight million. It would put a cloud over that potential deal, in my opinion. Mm. And we wonder, we'll find out more tomorrow or the day after. Is it going back to Brighton? Because he's their player. Uh, Paolo Bernardo, will he be a Celtic long term? He's done really well the past number of weeks. And he was really pleased. He says he's enjoying his game here. I am enjoying a lot. Um, the fans are unbelievable. Uh, they like me, so I'm, I'm feeling good. So I have just to, to keep going and do the things well. I just think about the present game by game. How can I improve for the next game? And then the, the things will happen. And for Celtic fans, the battle for places when Hatati comes back yeah. in the midfield. That's what you want, Paul. Yeah. You want quality yeah. players competing for places and you want to bring um, substitutes on that know the role, that know their um, responsibilities when they go on. If another good player comes off, you want another good player going on. But looking at Seymour again, mm-hmm. that is a huge loss. Yeah. It's like yeah. Celtic losing an O'Reilly. That's mm-hmm. how big it is mm-hmm. losing their best player this season. I think he's added goals. He's added a, a big impact from wide, from wide cuts inside. Um, and as I said, I wish the lad, uh, obviously, yeah. it's, it's a shame for him because he was going really well. Sure. But it, it is a huge loss. It really it is. is. Yeah. Now, now Rangers need uh, John's, John's mate, fellow countryman, Matonda, to, 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 do, yeah, well, Rabbi. to do well for the yeah. rest of the season. Well, hopefully, uh, you'll, yeah. be, you'll be cheering it, won't you? I like the Welsh boys. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was delighted with Alan Ramsey. Yeah. I thought he did brilliant. Yeah. When burn season, will Rabi do well? Rabi Matondo. Um, that's just a couple of days away. John, scoreline tomorrow then for Hibs against Rangers? Um, I think Rangers will win. I, I really do. Um, I think Rangers will win 2 0. Craig Moore. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think Rangers should have just enough. I'm going to go 2 1. Guys, that's it. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, Cheers. Thanks Craig. so much, John. Thanks, See you next week, Craig, as well. If you're off on a flight, sending players oh, good luck. And we look forward... He's going on a flight. He's got three players to look at this week. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Back tomorrow night at five. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Listen live weeknights from five on Go. Let's go!